Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, do you remember a time watching something, maybe on television or a movie, with your parents that was rather embarrassing? 651 641 107. One, share the time you watch something embarrassing with your parents or an adult. Good afternoon and welcome to the third hour. We are almost at the end of our Friday. Not for you because there's still a show after this show, but it's the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. Four minutes after the two o'clock hour. Holly, why are we asking about having that feeling with our parents? Inspired by a listener yesterday who called in. Talking about watching a shocking movie for the first time, one Mm. of our callers mentioned the comedy There's Something About Mary. Yeah. It's a very mm, graphic comedy. Mm. And hilarious. Hilarious. I don't know if it would hold up now. It'd be good to go back and check, but uh, I mean, just it was a laugh ride at the time. Yeah. But there are some moments, some cringy moments. That if you're watching those with your parents mm-hmm. or, or an adult or mm-hmm. somebody that you have to... I mean, you could even yeah. be an adult and with your adult parents. I don't know. Cringe city. Especially that one scene. Oh, yeah. And, mm. and then that other scene. Yeah, yeah that we can't Oof. talk about on the radio. Especially Woof. that one. Yeah. So that got me thinking. Surely that has happened to somebody. You've been in a room and you're watching a movie and you're like, ooh, sex scene. Mom, Dad, cover your eyes. All right. 651-641-1071. While Holly is taking your calls, I will tell you that for me... I remember being in the back seat at a drive-in movie theater with a movie, a little movie called Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh my gosh, I watched part of that last night. Did you really? Yes. You were just watching all sorts of stuff last night. Yeah, cable. Oh, got it. You were just flipping channels. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene in there, of course. I think it's, and I, I vaguely remember that movie, but isn't there a scene where, and I forget the actress's name, gets out of a pool and yeah. it's Judge Reinhold is like at the, is he doing something? Yeah. Which just begs the question, why was I in the back seat? But actually, <laughs> I will tell you why. So it's, there's, it, it's like that sexual awkwardness when you're watching a movie with your parents and something happens and you're like, oh God, I'm, I don't want to be here for this. This is not comfortable. But what I remember now is, like many times we would go to the drive-in movie theaters, it was usually a double feature, and there usually was a movie that I would be there to watch first, and then my parents would be like, now you're going to go to sleep. Which, of course, that never happened. (laughs) Duh, of course not. And so I I have these vague recollections of movies that I have had, there were that at the time I had no interest in, and one of them, of course, was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Let's go to Lori and find out her uncomfortable moment. Hey, Lori, thanks for calling. Hi. All right, tell us what movie got you real uncomfortable. Uh, I took my friend's teenage son to see American Pie. Oh, God. (laughs) Why? I had no idea what we were going to see. Now, can I ask, like, what was the age difference roughly at that point? Well, I was probably in my late 30s to early 40s. Okay. 
And he was maybe 17. Oh, God. So he was like prime awkward territory. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. What did you do? Did you just kind of avert your gaze or? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go get some popcorn. I don't know. I just kind of like went as far down into the seat as I could and (laughs) pretended it wasn't happening. Yeah. Uh, we all felt that, Lori. Thanks for sharing. Oh, thank you, Lori. Oh gosh, of all the movies, oh, and that one is like the worst. That's the one you feel uncomfortable watching by yourself. Thank you. <laughs> but it, but here's the the lovely thing. And again, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to share the time you've watched something embarrassing with a parent or an adult, no matter when, is that that embarrassing feeling never goes away. Between yourself and a parent figure. Okay, tell me Meaning, more. if you're an adult and you're watching a movie with your parents, that embarrassment never goes away. Yeah. Like, for example, I thought about a moment where I saw Borat with my parents. Oh. Okay, now, I haven't seen Borat, but I do remember <laughs> the, the he's like in a mankini experience. It's not even the mankini, Bradley. Okay, what was it? There is a scene in Borat yeah. where Borat... And his friend are naked wrestling. Oh. With like everything. Oh. Hanging out. Oh. And then you're just like, okay. Okay, I'm going to go gonna get some be, chips. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that over here. <laughs> and I was probably in my mid 20s at that point. What did your point. parents do? Like, oh, oh, oh. Or oh, did no. they just quiet? They were laughing hysterically. I mean, uh, like the the hardest we have all laughed, but still it was like. But there was that layer there. Yeah, there was like, a layer. Maybe of, if I <laughs> laugh louder, it'll seem less uncomfortable six five one six four one one seven one holy buckets the phone lines are wide or uh, uh filling up so you guys are uh clearly um full of stories to, to share with us i was trying to think of some other experiences but there's so many it's like any sitcom you watch with your parents you never know if it's going to be a very special episode and suddenly you know they're talking about or you know discussing things that um you just don't want to think about with your parent i somehow feel like the balance is uh, leaning towards the younger person in this situation is more likely to feel awkward yes. than the older person. And what I mean by that is not that either one of them couldn't be feeling awkward, but like the older person has seen it all. And the younger person still is in that place often where they think that older people don't think about things like that. Or that they haven't experienced it. Yeah. So their relation to the older person, it's like grandma Grandma is prim and grandma is proper. Grandma is going to be offended by someone having a moment with a piece of salmon. But it turns out, oh, actually, grandma has had her own piece of salmon in life. Yeah. And like she lived War of the Roses in addition to seeing it on the big screen. Exactly. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps she had a plate of fish in Cleveland. Yeah. Why Cleveland? Think about it. We got to go to break. Oh, God. I'm going to laugh in the break, I'm sure. Plate of fish in Cleveland. All right, we'll be right back with our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes. <laughs> what should you be watching this weekend? Should you be watching anything this weekend? Well, we're about to find out. You're on the Colleen Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything on our app. By the way, download it because there you can catch up on all your favorite my talk shows as well as podcasts like go deep in the shallow with colleen and bradley okay let's get right to our good friend paul mcguire grimes from paul's trip to the movies hey paul hello great to be here great to be having you on this beautiful friday where should we begin in terms of things to catch 
on the boob tube or the big screen this weekend? Well, I have the ultimate answer to your last uh, segment. Oh, okay. Oh, great, so great, great. to remind the oh, audience, yes. basically, <laughs> we asked the question, what awkward moment do you have uh, or awkward memory do you have watching something uh, on the TV or the, the movies? Okay, picture it. Fridley, 1999. There's a new movie coming out called Eyes Wide Shut. I was really excited to go see it. Stanley Kubrick, he had passed away, so I asked my movie-going companion, let's go, thinking, oh, this could go one or two ways. So we sit down, movie's going, we get to that masked party, and I turn to my movie-going companion as embarrassed as I've ever been in my life. Who was my movie-going companion? My grandma. Oh, no! (laughs) What did grandma say? I think she was speechless. We didn't really talk about it afterwards, but and she's like, "I will never Paul, forget it." To me. We are never. <laughs> we have gone to a lot of movies over the years, and that was by far the most risque, controversial, silent movie we've been to. Yeah. Well, geez, if, uh, Paul, if you can watch opening day too. <laughs> Opening day, too. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you can watch Eyes Wide Shut with your grandma, Paul, you are a resilient fellow and you can handle anything. So I think that the first movie that you have to review, Paul, is pretty much the opposite of Eyes Wide Shut. Exactly. This is a new family movie. It's called Jungle Cruise. It's now in theaters or streaming on Disney Plus with premiere access. And stars Emily Blunt, who's explorer in the early 1900s, who goes from England to the Amazon to to try to find this mystical uh, tree named Tears of the Moon. And any is said to cure any ailment. And there she brings her brother and hires Dwayne Johnson's character to be their skipper to take them down uh, the river. And it all stars Jesse Plemons as the film's main villain, this German prince who also wants to get his hands on this uh, Tears of the Moon tree. Now, I obviously want to know if this is a good movie and worth going to see. But I, I, before we get there, I want to understand, was this story created out of whole cloth, um, like after the fact uh, uh, that it was a ride at Disneyland? Or was there always some sort of story attached? Because I frankly admit, I, I don't know the story of the Jungle Cruise. I mean, the ride itself at Disneyland has been there since 1955. And this is not the first time that Disney has gone and turned one of their rides into a movie, like the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy or the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And I think that this is just the next one for them to do to kind of, you know, maybe make their next big franchise. And when you have Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson, two huge action stars who know, who have both have been in Disney movies before, it's kind of an easy premise, an easy kind of movie to make out of and actually i had so much fun with this movie i was like is this going to be any good is this going to be like a dumb cgi movie no but it's clever it's funny it's adventurous it really reminded me of all of the live action disney movies that i watched as kids you know like as, mm. as a kid okay great so she's yeah emily blunt is really like strong um smart resourceful character and and then so she's got really good kind of bickering banter between her and the rock and they just have a fantastic chemistry so you're rooting for them her brother in the movie the the character's brother is gay so there's like a little discussion about that that he opens up to the rock's character i mean kids aren't going to get it but adults will be like oh he's gay like i understand what they're talking about so a lot of fun there's you know cats and snakes and so there's adventure there's peril and then there's just humor all you know throughout so it sounds like jungle cruise is a good old-fashioned summer movie 
Exactly. Escapist fun. So if you want to take the whole family out, if you feel comfortable taking them to the movie theater, take them to go see it. I think that kids will really like it, and I think that adults will. I mean, it's a little, t- it's two hours. Starts to feel that way in the third act. Could have been shorter, but I think kids are going to have a lot of fun with it. Okay, so Jungle Cruise in theaters. You can also get it on Disney Plus Premier Access. How many? T- Twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, four out of five tickets. Subs. Wow. Okay, that's saying something. Yeah. All right. What's our other option? My other option uh, for theaters this week is called Joe Bell. This is based on a true story. Uh, it stars Mark Wahlberg as. Um, this Oregon dad who sets off to walk across country from Oregon to New York City to really talk about his gay son, Jaden, as a way of kind of opening people's minds, getting them away from bullying and mockery to acceptance and love. And he goes to all of these kind of small rural towns and trying to open people's minds and hearts up. Okay, this is an interesting... Yeah, so it stars Reed Miller as his son, and then Connie Britton is the wife in it, and then Gary Sinise is another dad that he meets along the way that can really relate to Joe Bell's story. So this was written by Diana Osana and Larry McMurtry, and they wrote Brokeback Mountain. So we don't typically get a lot of movies about parents of gay children. You know, a lot of times it's about the gay teen or us as gay people trying to come out, you know, like that angle. And this is really like, well, what do parents go through? How do parents come to love and accept their children, especially if they don't don't have the right resources or they if they're maybe a little bit more small minded. So this parent this movie for me is really for the Joe Bells out there or for high school kids out there that are kind of in Jaden's uh round two. Yeah, you said that it comes from the screenwriters of Brokeback Mountain, which is a very poignant movie. Does uh, yes. Joe Bell have a similar tone to it? I mean, it definitely, I don't want to give away too much because I didn't know a lot about this story. So there were things that happened in the story that I was really um, kind of shook by, but it's heartbreaking. It's tragic. As the movie progresses, you understand the, the tragedy of this story. Um, but it, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be had. And if you're thinking, well, do we even need this kind of movie anymore? And I would say, yeah. I mean, we need to share these stories because of the rise in teen suicides and the rise of hate and intolerance. And the more that we can open the story up and the more that we can share truths, then the more that people can learn from this, you know. And the movie's getting some pushback and some negative feelings. And part of that I can understand, but part of it I think is really like this movie's catered to our specific audience. And I think that is what we need to remember here. Um, Could be longer. I I laugh. minutes. I laughed a little bit when you said, you know, do we still need a movie like this? I'm like, uh, what, a movie telling stories about how people are complicated and life is, you know, difficult? Of course we do! Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, I think we always need to be telling these kinds of stories. And, uh, you know, uh, I like that it's a movie telling the parent story, because I think that parents can can watch this and understand the Mark Wahlberg character and then maybe have their minds and hearts open. I think that that's what's really special, too. And Connie Britton, I got to interview her for the movie. Mm. I have a really fantastic interview up with her. You'll see it on Twin Cities Live today. It's on my YouTube channel, Paul Strips and Movies. And I asked her for her advice. Like, what advice do you have for parents out there that are in Joe Bell's position? And what she says was just really profound and really lovely. Okay, so you're going to share that with us on Twin Cities Live, and it's also available on the interview on your YouTube channel. Yes. How many- Three and a half out of five ticket subs for Joe Ballot in theaters right now. All right, so do you have anything else that's coming up on Twin Cities Live that you didn't get to talk about here? Um, not today. Today will be those two. But there's a new Matt Damon movie in theaters called Stillwater. Oh, yeah. And this one... 
Yeah, so he, um, so another dad storyline where he goes to Marseille, France to try to reopen the case of his daughter who was in prison for murdering her girlfriend. Similar to the Amanda Knox story, definitely worth seeing Stillwater. Three and a half out of five tickets up in theaters now. Perfect. Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies, the YouTube channel, Twin Cities Live. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. And have a great weekend, pool. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, crazy, stupid idiots, dumb people doing dumb things right in your face. Actually, more like your ears because this is radio. We'll be right back. Oh, I am so grateful for dumb people. Why? Because what would we talk about during this segment? If we didn't have crazy, stupid idiots, we'd probably just stare at each other, and that makes for great radio. Hey, Holly, look at me. Yeah, no, that's not very no, interesting not good, radio. Not good, not so good. let's go on with the crazy, stupid idiots. Okay. <laughs> well then, I guess one oh, could say Friday, that's kids. a crazy, stupid idiot. <laughs> Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of... Lord of... Uh, we had it there for a little bit, but... That was good. Way off. Yeah. And sometimes other Other places. places. Like where? Where are we going? Like K-I-R-O. Live, local, and in-depth. I don't know where Cairo is. What is K-I-R-O? Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's where I got the story. Um, I want to tell you about a guy who did something crazy. Good. (laughs) Um, At Chelan County. You know where Chelan County is? Washington's uh, new police reform laws. Okay, so that's probably Washington, Washington State. State. Anyway, um, a guy did something, and what he did wasn't that unusual, but it's kind of like how and and some other aspects in the story, as is often the case, that earned him crazy, stupid idiot status. So let me take you back to Saturday. When employees of Osprey Rafting said they saw a man drive away in the company's yellow school bus. Oh, dear. From an area east of Leavenworth on SR2 at around 7.40 p.m. Sheriff, sheriff's deputies responded and found the bus heading eastbound. Now, that is not crazy stupidity. That is just theft. Yeah. That is vehicle theftery. Happens every day. It does. In fact, I just heard a case about a lady who was taking something out of her car and somebody jumped in her car and drove off. I mean, it happens, mm-hmm. sadly. Mm-hmm. Deputies said the driver ran a red light near Monitor, which must be a road, and then they tried to pull the driver over, but the bus didn't stop. And I guess because of their new police reform laws, uh, in this case, deputies, they couldn't pursue. So they had to just, um, I don't know, I guess after the bus traveled through a different part of town, deputies followed the bus carefully or something. But they couldn't get right on his tail. Yeah, they couldn't do a high-speed chase. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, They tried to make a traffic stop, but the driver did not pull over. Oh, imagine that. And so then deputies had to stop following. Okay. well, (laughs) There goes the bus. Bye. Bye. Go commit a crime another day or something. Or we'll get you another day. Bye. On Sunday night, authorities said that they were called by an officer from a police department who said they believed they had the bus theft suspect in custody. 
Well, that's interesting. How did they know, right? I mean, did the guy leave the bus outside and walked out of the bus? And then they were like, hey, that's the guy who stole the bus. Well, apparently the suspect stole another vehicle, this time a front-end loader, and drove it through his home. Uh, so the suspect I, from the bus theft stole a front loader and drove it through his home. A front loader. That sounds like a big piece mm-hmm. of heavy construction yep. uh, equipment. Yep. It's like one of them big. I mean, it looks like a big uh, dump. I would call it a dump truck, right? Isn't that what you call that? Like with the big scoopy thing oh, in the front? Well, I'm sure it's what they're calling it. Because a dump truck would have the the thing in the back. Oh. This looks it's this kind of like a bobcat or a caterpillar or Just something. Just like a big scoopy thing. Looks like a dinosaur. It's not gonna fit through the front door. No, but he made it fit through the front door and his wife fled the home when she learned that her estranged husband was nearby. So she like had an idea that this dude was coming for her. Oh boy. Um the suspect also flipped a vehicle onto the building. I mean, geez, why not? But you know? none of this <laughs> None of this, none of this is why the story is part of Crazy Stupid Idiots. Well, then what is it then? He was wearing a dress. He was wearing a yellow dress. 39-year-old Andrew Loudon was released from a privately uh, run hospital on Saturday, made his way to the area, stole the bus, abandoned it, then picked up the other vehicle, flipped the other vehicle with the thing, put on a dress, and was finally captured by police. Maybe it was hot outside. I mean, I don't know. It does look like a very cozy sundress. Like, you know, you get some nice breezage. Yeah, catch a breeze. Also, you're supposed to let things breathe down there. Got to keep it healthy. That's true. You don't want to get like a, you know. Infection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's a weird look. (laughs) Like, if you see the scene, the house that has been tore up. Thank God the wife was okay. But the house is tore up. And there they are outside of the house. And the guy's got his, you know, yellow sundress on. Yeah, well, we're not sure if it was her dress or if it was where the dress he got from the hospital. It might have been one of them things where he was trying to get out of the hospital, didn't have his clothes. Sure. Just grabbed the closest thing. Yeah, exactly. Got to yeah. got to be covered because you don't want to have the additional charge of indecent exposure. In True. Addition. He's like, I'm going to commit some crimes. I don't want any additional crimes. I'm going to steal a bus. I'm going to steal heavy equipment, flip a car, trash a house. I don't need to be accused of indecent exposure <laughs> on top of all of that. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, for for your consideration, really. Can we go to Florida? Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to Jacksonville. Oh, okay, if we have to. Yeah, we. This is just a, a simple CSI PSA. CSI PSA. Uh huh. Okay, I'm I'm all on board. A CSI PSA. Don't do the following, Bradley. Okay. Do not stick your arm into a jaguar enclosure at a zoo. Okay, just don't do it because this is what happened on Wednesday. A Florida man decided to stick his hand mm. into the mm. jaguar enclosure. After jumping through a safety barrier. Oh God! What is with people? Don't wait. He put. He's it. like, hey, look at the. Come here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> yeah, basically, he's like, look, I got a bag of greenies for you. Shake, 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 shake. Come out, <laughs> cat. I know you're back there. Are those for like dental health? Uh, I don't know. 
but my cats like to snack on them. Oh, okay. Greenies. Isn't that the little chewy things for their tartar control? Sure. Okay. They're delicious. It doesn't matter what they are. He was like shaking the cat treats. Although Jaguars shaking don't... Shaking the pounce can. <laughs> Thank you. But I think Jaguars don't want greenies. They want flesh. They want raw meat, Did which is what you are. <laughs> uh, fortunately for this guy... He wasn't injured with life-threatening injuries. He was hospitalized because guess what? When you jump the fence and stick your arm into the Jaguar enclosure, they're thinking you have greenies. You are the greenie. Okay, witnesses said that this uh, guy has egged on the big cats before, so this guy is a big jerk, and uh, he hopped over the gate into the range of the Jaguar exhibit. Then he tried to get the attention of the animals again, and then... You know, naturally, one of them swiped his arm because they're like, so get ludicrous. out of here, you jerk. This Leave is, us alone. This is so ludicrous. I'm watching the like live local news broadcast of this particular terror in Jacksonville where a man jumps into a cougar exhibit or jaguar exhibit. And I just feel bad for everyone involved having to like stop what they're doing and make this story headline news yeah this reporter eric he's probably like oh geez they're gonna send me out to the zoo because i gotta talk about this idiot who jumped over the fence and stuck his hand in the jaguar enclosure based on what they normally talk about don't you feel like he's like this is actually much more fun sure right i get to go to the zoo get to see some animals okay so you make a point i get to make it seem like it's bigger than it really is yeah. Where this local man decided to, I don't know. I'm just saying maybe for him this was like, you know. Okay, so really yeah, we don't need to project onto the local news reporter that he was having a bad time reporting this. Maybe it was a, a sweet, sweet sigh of relief because the guy, again, hospitalized, non-life-threatening injury. But the CSI PSA is don't be an idiot. Don't stick your hands where they don't belong, particularly in a Jaguar enclosure. Treat animals with respect. Thank you. All right, that was in Florida. Uh I've got one more story for you. Yay. From Las Vegas. Great! Where a man was charged Friday with making a false threat. That's not surprising for Las Vegas. I feel like a lot of shenanigans happen in Las Vegas. False threats in Vegas? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, people are doing things at odd hours on strange substances. Apparently, officers were called to a security uh, security area at the Cosmopolitan for a battery. They've got good soft serve there. Do they really? Yeah. Like, is it just plain or is it like the, the, you know, tangy one? You get it's plain, but you get toppings. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm here for that. Do they have the um, boba? Uh, actually, I would have to inquire. That's okay. You don't Continue. have to look online. Yeah. Um, so they, the officers were called to a security area at the Cosmopolitan for a battery. I don't think that means like a nine volt. I think that means there, somebody did something. So it wasn't the Energizer Bunny that was charged with a uh, threat? Yeah, exactly. No, instead it was actually David Demazon or Demazon. I don't know if he's French, but police arrested him. And uh, I'm assuming they arrested him for a battery, whatever that means. But that's not what made him a crazy, stupid idiot. It's what he said next that will change your life forever. Remember, I said there was a threat. There was a threat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he threatened. Mm -hmm. Do you want to guess what the threat was? Uh, Was he like, get off my slot? (laughs) Okay. No, although that would have been delightful had he said that. It was it was kind of a bigger threat. It was a pretty broad spectrum threat. 
Oh, sure. Did he threaten to destroy the Cosmopolitan? Go bigger. Uh, did he threaten to destroy Las Vegas? Bigger. The United States of America. Yes. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> Good luck with that, honey. In fact, nice according try. to the arrest report, he said, quote, I will blow up the whole country. Why? Because I have a nuclear weapon and I will kill everyone here. What, did he just watch Superman 4? <laughs> I mean, yes, his name was Lex <laughs> Luthor, a.k.a. Gene Hackman. Did Gene Hackman play Lex Luthor in the first Superman movie? Yes. Yeah, okay. And then wasn't Brenda Vaccaro in that, too? Maybe. I miss her. What's she up to? I don't know. I'm Brenda Vaccaro. Okay, so <laughs> officers said, luckily, the threats were recorded on video, and uh, Metro's Fusion Watch was notified of the threat. I don't know what Metro's Fusion Watch is. Presumably, it has to do with criminals and behavior. And things that blow up. Yeah. So, if you've already been arrested, hot tip, say thank you and just wait your turn at the next court hearing or whatever they do, right? Yeah. Or maybe just say nothing at all. (laughs) Actually, that's probably better. Say nothing at all, get an attorney, and then, you know, bide your time. Don't say, I have a nuclear weapon and I will kill everyone here. In fact, I will blow up the whole country. I do have this idea, though, Bradley, that there could be some validity to this guy, because think about what's happening near Las Vegas. Los Alamos? It's like Area 51, man. Oh, you think maybe he's like an alien? Or, you know, maybe he was doing something out there, and then he escaped, and then he went to Las Vegas, he went to the Cosmopolitan, got himself some soft serve, and then while he was at it, he was going to... Maybe. Maybe he was at Area 51 in like 1956. Yeah. And they were ready to do a nuclear test. Although wouldn't it have been an atomic test back then? I don't know. It could have been. Some kind of test with a big bomb. Yeah. And presto change of the bomb was uh, malfunctioned and turned into a time traveling experience. And there was a doorway opened, a worm tunnel, if you will. And he was transported to the year 2021, and he wound up at the Cosmopolitan, and he was like, you guys, I am here from the past, and I have a nuclear bomb, and it's going to go off if you don't get me back to 1956. I would watch that movie. Great. Pitch it to Hollywood. All right. I'll do that in the break. When we come back, though, throw back 